I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, and the president, vice president, secretary, treasurer, and VP of the Dwight Howard Fan Club. What you got for me, Azakaris? Oh, we get, should we just do Locked on Dwight? Locked on Dwight Howard. That was one of my one of my great half baked ideas is to do locked on but a player instead of a team. So like we would do a locked on Luka Doncic. And people would listen to that. You just gave somebody a free idea, now they're gonna do it. A podcast only on Luka Doncic. <laughs> Today's now, update. If any Luka of you listen if I see any of you listening do a locked on Luke or a, or a just everything Luka podcast, I will just I'll come after you. <laughs> Well, today's uh, update, uh, Luca posted another song on Instagram uh, during his car. Can Luca? Can we get Luca to stop Instagramming okay. and driving at the same time? All right, I have, I have a serious question. Oh, okay. it's, a, it's a fashion question. Is it about Lil Nas X? No, it's not. Okay. Love that guy. He seems awesome. Um, I wanted to hear his speech. I would have much rather heard his speech than whatever else they did that I didn't watch. It's like a meme. Of, it's like, great. A it's scroll. a it's a great meme. He had right, to, he had to know that was going to be a meme. Here's the thing. There's a there's a fashion thing happening right now with um, some sandals, and I just don't understand <laughs> the hype around. Have you heard of or own a pair? You might own a pair. Heck, I don't know. Um, the the hype around Birkenstocks. Yeah, I'm not a sandals guy. My wife owns a pair though. What is what what is the hype around them? I don't get them. They look like over some of them look like overpriced Crocs slash Jesus sandals slash I don't even like I don't know. I don't understand. Is it like a fashion thing? Is it a comfy thing? What does your wife's look like? They're like the normal like like the normal like brown on the bottom and then the black like straps. Okay. Cause I've seen some like brown ones that have like a cork bottom and like, yeah, the straps have like a buckle on them, I guess. Yeah. And I just don't get some, I've seen some people wear them with like basketball shorts. Don't get that. <laughs> uh, like, what do you wear them with? It's just, a, I just don't get it. It's one of these things where I just, I'm, I'm all out on it. All out. Yeah. I'm just not a sandals guy right now in my life. I like I, sandals. I understand my limitations. One of my limitations is, is open toed footwear. Okay, one around the house or like wherever. Sometimes I would have like socks on. And I'd put on my slides, and there was a video that came out like last year. I think it was last off season or yeah, last off season. And Luca posted a video of him shooting uh, in the backyard, and he had socks on with slides. And I made a joke. I'm like, hey, Luca makes me feel like better about myself that if Luca's doing it, I can do it too. And all these people responded to the tweet, and they're like, "What's wrong with this? This is how you're supposed to wear slides." Yeah, and I'm, I'm totally wearing a pair. Of, I'm wearing a pair of slides right now with socks. 
Well, it totally threw me off because when I would go to Brazil with my wife, I would wear socks with slides and I would get made fun of. And like the Brazilians down would just like her family would laugh, friends laugh like, ha ha, green go American, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, dang, I guess this really isn't a thing. And so now I don't do it that often, but I feel like it's just, it would just be something I do after I get on playing like pickup basketball or whatever it is. But do you wear, this is the question, I guess, that people can tweet at us. Should you or do you wear socks with slides? Yes, I'm I'm there for the socks and slides. Also, if you've ever been to an AAU tournament, every single kid there wears slides with socks. Yeah, because they just like, yeah, that's, I get that in a gym like that. But like, just for like fashion or just like going out, I don't, um, I don't know what the right call is on that. Sure. Sure. Anyway, tweet as, let us know how you feel. (laughs) I'm glad you got that off your chest. I'm glad I did too. I've been wondering to know. All right, on the podcast today, uh, <laughs> we had a much better. I had a much better segue in our first take. We tried a new recording way and it didn't work as well, so we're going back to the old way. Uh, I had a much better segue, but now I'll just do it. Uh, we're doing a what if Wednesday today, and today's big what if is not something that was necessarily uh, as substantial as some of the other what ifs. Like, what if they didn't trade for Harrison Barnes? What if they actually drafted Giannis? Because those things actually have real rumors, real uh, information behind them. This one, the Mavs worked this guy out before the draft, but we're not sure how close they were to actually drafting him, and that's Donovan Mitchell. What if the Mavs took Donovan Mitchell in the 2017 draft instead of Dennis Smith Jr.? So we're going to walk down that path, ask a bunch of hypotheticals, and a couple people on Twitter asked me about this um, when I asked for for big what-ifs, so this is one of them. And so we're going to hit it today. It's a, it's a fascinating question, um, but we'll start with this. In 2017, the Mavericks took Dennis Smith Jr. with the ninth pick, and Donovan Mitchell went 13th. Donovan Mitchell is now, Isaac, by far the – no, maybe not by far, but he is he is pretty clear the, the best player in that draft. Yeah, he is. I mean, right now, I think you have to say that it is Donovan Mitchell. I think the, the player that's on his heels um, – well, I think after year one, if you had to pick, you know, who the second player after him, it would have been Jason Tatum. But yeah, uh, I think De'Aaron Fox has moved past Tatum at this point for the second bear, second, second best player in that draft. And you know who's the, you know who has the, scored the second most points in that draft? Oh gosh, who? Kuzma. That's kind of weird. Yeah, here we go. I just pointed it out. You know who's okay? Do you know who's fifth? There's probably about 10 other people I'd take over Kuzma in this draft. I just pointed something out. What? what, like, what Isaac, Isaac literally thinks that none, that any player that puts on a Lakers jersey has no talent. Like, LeBron is just like. LeBron's great. Not a talented person. Rondo, <laughs> he amazing. was like He was like, Lonzo is such trash, I wouldn't want to trade for him. And then he, then he, goes, to the, then he goes to the Pelicans, and now you're like, oh. That's Lonzo. not true. I've always been about Lonzo. You know I like Lonzo. I will say I think Kuzma was the most overrated out of the, those four, including Josh Hart. But he has he has a special relationship with the owner, so I bet he does. Oh, uh, so with <laughs> this draft class, I think you know it's weird because we just talked about this a little bit ago. But the the five point guards draft in the top ten, one I don't think you see that very often, but two 
It's crazy how much De'Aaron Fox has separated himself from the other ones. If you look at Fultz, Ball, Fox, Nilekina, and Dennis, I mean, literally the gap from De'Aaron Fox to the rest of those point guards in the top 10 uh, is really, uh, really big at the moment. We go Fox, Ball, Smith, Nilekina, and then Fultz. You had to put Nilekina over Fultz right No, now. Fultz had a triple-double. Fultz, like, he can, cool. he can do Back it, when we were, like, 12. Yeah, but... <laughs> Fultz did no. It was last year, right? <laughs> Fultz did other things besides shoot, though, and Nilkin has not done other things. Hey, av- availability is the best trait. Not if you're Frank Nilkin. <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway, it doesn't matter. He's, they're still at the bottom two. Yeah. So, and then you look at you know kind of the uh, handful or the couple of guards outside the top ten. That you know, people didn't think Luke Kennard was going to crack the top ten, no. even though a lot of people, including uh, Rick Carlisle, really praised Luke Kennard's uh, workout when. Um, yeah, they did. Yeah, when he talked about you know his pre-draft workout and stuff, but uh, Malik Monk and Donovan Mitchell, I want to say it was more Malik Monk that had a, a few, bit, a little bit more rumblings that he could crack the top yeah. ten, especially when Mock Dress first started and stuff. But he fell a little bit. Kind of a tweener. Still have the same questions about him. Like, does he play point? Is he a two guard? Is he kind of too small for a two guard? Uh, all this different stuff. But Donovan Mitchell, um, I mean, I'll admit, I, obviously, I was I was a little biased towards him because um, I grew up in Kentucky and all that stuff, and he went to Louisville. Uh, there was just a lot of different. Yeah, I watched him a lot at Louisville, and I was just all in on him coming out of. Uh, coming out of Louisville so I, I yeah I wanted Dallas to take him you know pretty bad and uh I thought he was going to be really good I obviously didn't think he was going to be this good that quick um I think in hindsight now looking back we'll talk about this in a little bit like how good he was his rookie season uh it was hyped at the time but I feel like we're kind of overlooking it a little bit now I mean the dude averaged 28 points in, in his first playoff series as a rookie and beat the Thunder uh, which is pretty incredible if we just like look at that. But anyway, um, yeah, Donovan Mitchell drafted 13th. There are definitely some teams above that that could be uh, looking at themselves still and saying, dang, we should have just taken Mitchell. Yes, for sure. Uh, Detroit, <laughs> definitely looking at that. Uh, the Knicks, definitely looking at that. Um, even, man, Sacramento could have had the backcourt of De'Aaron Fox and Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, so, I mean, okay, when you look at this draft, obviously, you know, you get past that top four or five, and, and then you get into the Orlando mini, all that stuff. Orlando took Jonathan Isaac. They loved the length, and, you know, they had some Dennis Smith grumblings. Dennis thought he was going to go there. Uh, we were talking to him about that before uh, they played the Magic that first year, but they obviously went with Isaac. Uh, that's when – then you get the Minnesota-Chicago trade with Laurie Markkinen, Jimmy Butler – uh, Minnesota, you know, elects to trade that seventh pick for Jimmy Butler. And now in hindsight, man, marketing would have been nice next to towns, but oh, well, uh, and then you get to that whole next Dallas thing. And that was just, there's so many storylines around that and the, uh, you know, the smoke and all this different stuff. And Nick's obviously going to Lakina and Dennis goes after that. But yeah, people forget that Sacramento had, had that 10th pick and, you know, they could have took two players in this top 10 of this draft, but instead they said, hey, we would rather move back. Let's trade this 10th pick for the 15th pick and the 20th pick, and we'll get two more selections later on. And that's when they took 
da 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 Justin Jackson, and they end up taking Harry Giles also, and Portland moved up to grab Zach Collins. Yeah, Sacramento could have stayed put and took Donovan Mitchell and paired Mitchell and De'Aaron Fox. Uh, Louisville and Kentucky guy. What a crazy backcourt that would have been. That's like, I mean, there's they're a little lacking in shooting, but that's almost a perfect backcourt. They both can defend. They both can attack. They both, man, long. That's it's wild how good that backcourt would be. All right, let's, uh, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, let's dive into the actual what-ifs around Donovan Mitchell and the Mavericks if they had actually taken him. But, Isaac, before we do that, did you have a long day at work today? I did, yes. Long day at work, still stuck in the office. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be delivered to you wherever you are right now. Our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more. You're, 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 you're breaking $15. It doesn't matter, right? Like every single oh, yeah. time. No, oh, yeah. You're breaking it. When you download the DoorDash app, Ash, and enter the promo code locked on, all caps, L O C K E D O N, promo code locked on. DoorDash, get your food delivered. You don't have to waste time on your lunch break. Some of you guys out there, you're listening at work, and you're like, man, I'm just craving, well, it's not Tuesday anymore, but you could be craving tacos if it was yesterday. And uh, you want some tacos, DoorDash, $5 off, $15 or more. So you basically get your $5 from us. So you're welcome. Use the promo code Locked On. Yeah, you and your buddy, you know, like, hey, I need that new chicken sandwich from Popeyes. Let's DoorDash it. Ooh. Let's do it. Yeah, it's not limited to places that deliver. I mean, yeah, let's go. Oh, there you go. That makes me want velvet taco right now. All right, let's take let's take our break, and when we come back, let's get into the what ifs around Donovan Mitchell. All right, Isaac. So, Donovan Mitchell. If the Mavericks had taken Donovan Mitchell, what's the team look like? Uh, who do you think starts at point guard for the Mavericks? Yeah, well, first I just want to say he did work out for Dallas. That's true. Um, Dallas did work him out. There was an allure around Donovan Mitchell. Everything that you see about him, kind of the same with De'Aaron Fox, but what was so appealing to fans, just his passion, uh, the type of person that he is, um, was really intriguing to a lot of teams. And coming out of Louisville, take Rick Pitino's word for whatever you want it, but he's still (laughs) a legend of a coach. Uh, he really had high praise for him coming out of Louisville. So when he, uh, yeah, Dallas worked him out. So he at least was on their radar for sure. Um, I mean, I'd heard that the workout went good, but obviously they went a different direction with when, that. When does a workout come back and someone says, man, yo, like that dude was awful. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. Um, it's like these off season workouts with free agents, like the Dwight Howard, you know, most spates, like Joakim Noah, like they were all looking really good. I mean, they showed a lot to him. So most spates shot the ball really yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but, open gym. but, but yeah, uh, how let's just say Dallas obviously did go with Donovan Mitchell. at pick nine. Uh, one question I want to throw at you real quick. Where does Dennis Smith go? If that happens, Man. You, you have, you have to say he goes to Charlotte, right? They take him over Monk. Man, that's tough because they still had Kemba, and this was a couple years before Kemba was even going to be a free agent. Yeah, but it's like Monk. It's not like they threw Monk into the Wolves and said, "Hey, you're going to star alongside Kemba." I think they stuff. would want to if he was good enough. That's true, but he wasn't. That, he okay, wasn't good. I want to say I want to say it would be Detroit. Yeah, you'd have to think so it, that he wouldn't last past Charlotte or Detroit. Yeah. 
Uh, anyway, we can get past that. Or would Portland wouldn't take him, right? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah, no, I don't think so. But uh, yeah, what what does the team look like roster wise if they took Donovan Mitchell instead of you know Dennis Smith Jr. Because obviously Dallas had just made the trade for Nerlens Noel back in that. You know, a few yeah. months before that, Nerlens goes into this offseason. You know, this is a week before all of the crazy stuff that happened that we talked about last week. What if Nerlens took the 70 million? So if they took Donovan Mitchell, then nothing changes, you know, as far as the free agent plans, because you want to say that they would just slot Mitchell into that Dennis Smith Jr. role um, going into the season. I think that nothing really would change as far as roster wise because they started Yogi Ferrell at the very beginning and I think they would start Yogi alongside Donovan Mitchell also yeah I think they they would do that and uh man that's an interesting backcourt <laughs> to start those yeah. guys together I think the biggest question is because I, I honestly and this is going to be a theme that you're going to see from me in this podcast that this might be a, a, a take in itself in a sense but like I don't think much would change if this actually happened all the way across the board. And we can walk through all the different dominoes that could fall, but I don't think that there would be a lot that's different outside of one big difference that we would swap two people with. But obviously is the the biggest question is how much better would Dallas be that first rookie season for Donovan Mitchell than what they were with Dennis Smith Jr. That's the biggest question of all, because <laughs> I think the biggest thing out of all of it is Luca doesn't happen. But as far as where the franchise is, I don't think it would be that much different because I think you would be swapping out two franchise cornerstones in Luka Doncic and Donovan Mitchell. Now I think Luka Doncic has a higher ceiling than Donovan Mitchell, but the, as far as like a young impact player that you would be building around, it would be the same for the most part, in my opinion. But how? But going back to that original question I threw at you, how much better would the Mavericks be if we can assume Donovan Mitchell still had a breakout season and he killed it? He did really good. Would they be at the same level that the Jazz were in that first season of Mitchell's career? See, I don't think so. I don't think they'd be that good because... I agree. I don't think they would either. I don't even think they would make the playoffs still. Yeah. No, because I don't think they won 24 games that season with Dennis Smith Jr. And you replace him with Mitchell. What does that get you? Even if it's a 20 win difference, even if Donovan yeah. Mitchell is 20 <laughs> wins better yeah. than Dennis Smith Jr., they're still not making the playoffs. Because if I'm not mistaken, Denver missed the playoffs that year and they had 46 wins. Yeah, that was so, that, that was that play-in game where Minnesota and Denver played off for the last spot. Yes. The, the final game of the season. Yes. So that's the thing. You ha- then you have to look at it and say, okay, well, how how much better would they be? We we can agree that they would be better, right? Especially oh, if Mitchell yeah, because definitely. I still think Mitchell would still kill it. I still think he would really excel and he would really yeah. thrive in that in that role and the offense centered around him. He's proven to be, he's proven to be one of those players that would succeed no matter where he went. Yes. It's just he had a, a better supporting cast in Utah than For what sure. Dallas could give him at that moment. Rudy Gobert okay, is this an accurate statement? Rudy Gobert and Joe Ingles is better than anybody Dallas had on their roster in two thousand seventeen. Harrison Barnes, Joe Ingles, can you 
I mean, it's pretty close. It's pretty not, close. It's not like overwhelmingly better. But yeah, Rudy Gobert, definitely the best player. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think having those two players are huge. Going back to his rookie season, he had an insane. He should have won rookie of the year over Ben Simmons. I still land on that. But the fact that, I mean, it's crazy when you look back on that. I look back at those series stats that Mitchell had in that first round series. Cause I'm like, they, I know they went to the playoffs his rookie season, but what, what did they do? And I had to remember because I remember him playing Houston and I thought that Houston in my mind, I thought that Houston series was the first was round one. I forgot. I forgot completely that they beat OKC in that first round. Yeah. And Mitchell averaged 28 points and beat Westbrook and them in that first round series. That's incredible. He was a rookie when he did that. And I, yeah, I don't think he gets enough praise for that. That right was now. Westbrook's MVP season, right? Or no, it was the season before. It was 2017? 2017, 18. That was the same season which AD swept the you know Blazers and all that when the Pelicans were the sixth seed. Because the Jazz and OKC were the four or oh, five yeah. seed. No, Westbrook had Paul George. So that was the first year with Westbrook and Paul George. Yes. And well, they had made the trade at the at some point, right? They got him like halfway through. And they had Carmelo too. He played in that series. Oh yes. <laughs> But so so anyway, Dallas think, wouldn't. What do you think Melo shot in that playoff series? Six games, twenty eight percent, twenty one percent from three, thirty seven percent from the field. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, how many assists do you think he had? Four. He played one hundred and ninety four minutes. Oh, uh, twenty. Oh no, sixteen. Two. <laughs> I said four. By the and way, was, with that with that glowing endorsement, go watch my video on Free Dawkins about Carmelo in his prime because he was really really good. He was amazing in his prime. Um, so yeah, I don't think you know the Jazz were a four or five seed in that playoffs. They had and that was because Mitchell had had such an incredible season. I think even if Mitchell had that incredible season, Dallas would not be at that mark. And I just think that the the Jazz from say what you want about Ricky Rubio, still a good player. Uh, Joe Ingles, good player. Rudy Gobert, awesome player. Derek Favors, Jay Crowder, Royce O'Neal. Like, they just had a deep team of just really, really good guys. And uh, the Mavericks just didn't have that then. They were, I mean, it was the, that's the Harrison Barnes, Wes Matthews. Dirk started a bunch of games for them. And then Dwight, Maxi was super young. Nerlens was, you know, that was the hot dog season. I mean, there's just all kinds of weird stuff going on there with him. Uh, it just, JJ Barea was coming off the bench. Wasn't a super solid team at that point. Yeah, yeah, I I agree completely, and it was, I, I agree that why, yeah, I think once you get down to like the Royce O'Neal and Ricky Rubio types, I think Harrison Barnes, Wes Matthews, they're like that's the same type of category. So right, but, but, I think but I'm saying fact- like I'm saying like the one through seven on that team is way better than the one through seven on the Mavericks. Like that's why the that Jazz team was so much better. Yeah, well, I think it has a lot to do with because you have Gobert and Ingles. The fact that the Gobert is a defensive player of the year, all star, and Dallas's player, best player alongside Dennis was probably Harrison Barnes, and he was nowhere close to being an all star. So, I think that's huge for sure. Um, I think the question you have to ask yourself is how much better would they be? Are you? And I think that they would end. I think they're at least ten wins better. Uh, because you have to factor in some other things too, but like I think they they get into the 30s, and ultimately this decides your pick in that next draft. You're not getting Luca at that point unless you do some even crazier trade up. Uh, but let's just say you're not going to get Luca. 
Then you land, and I looked at the draft. I looked at different uh, records and stuff in that. I think you land in that 10 to 12 range. I think you're landing where that Philly pick was at 10, the Charlotte pick at 11. Charlotte won 36 games that in the 2017 season. So I think you're looking at that like 33 to 36 win season in Donovan Mitchell's rookie year. Kind of like what Luca did this year. Yeah, yeah. So that would put you in Luca's draft, the 2018 draft, in that 10 to 12 range. And these are the players who went 10 to 12. All right, let's, let's, uh, let's tease. After the break. Let's tease this. Here are the players that went 10 to 12. This is not something you can just look up on Google, guys. This is, this is real information that we'll tell you and we'll reveal to you after this. After the break. All right, Isaac. Everyone waited in their cars or they fast forwarded through the commercials. I know you fast forward through the commercials. We know. You hit that, you hit that 30 second. Hit that 30 second button. You hear something weird and you're like, oh, let me go back 15 seconds and see what works. Blue Chew? These are the players selected in that 10 to, 10 to 12 range. You're looking at Mikel Bridges, Shea Gilgis Alexander, Miles Bridges, and then if you even look at pick 14, Michael Porter Jr. And so the question is let's just say Dallas landed at pick 11. That's Charlotte's pick. And, you know, Mitchell got him the 35, 36 wins. They land at pick 11 on on lottery night. It comes to them in the draft. And let's say they get Gilgis Alexander. Or let's say they take Michael Porter or whatever it is. But you have a chance to pair at that point, you have a chance to pair Donovan Mitchell with one of those other guys. And then there's your kind of two-man duo for the most part. But do you send – then I think they send the, the 2019 pick or the 2018 pick – in the Porzingis trade instead of okay instead yes of well I'm because yeah, I don't okay, think they I'm would get, send Donovan Mitchell because Donovan Mitchell's your transcendent player like Luca is for sure yes I'm getting to that point I'm I keep going on this timeline for a second so they take they take that second player right there SGA Mikel Bridges Michael Porter Jr you whatever it is if it's SGA I'm not gonna lie that's pretty nasty SGA and, and Donovan Mitchell I kind of like it I'm with it uh, but uh, obviously I'd want Luca more. So let's say they start the season. They're doing their okay. Well, first free agency. DeAndre Jordan still happens because they're not going to take a center yeah. with one of those picks. And Donovan Mitchell just had a really good rookie season, so they're like, "Hey, we want to win now." He's really good. So DeAndre Jordan, the same mindset takes place. Still happens that summer of saying, "Hey, we want to win now." Yeah. So you bring DeAndre Jordan. The same thing happens with that, and then you get to the point in which it's midway through the season. The Porzingis thing. I think it happens completely the same because then you you replace Dennis Smith Jr., like you said, with that pick that you just took in the 2018 draft, whether it's SGA, whether it's Mikel Bridges, whether it's Michael Porter Jr., and let's be honest, all three of those guys would have would have had more trade value than what Dennis had. Yikes. Right? Well, Michael Porter Jr., it depends. Oh, I still think he would have more trade value than what Dennis had. At that point... At that point, he was just still recovering from the initial injury because now he's been injured again. True, but still, I still think it, I still think Michael Porter Jr. six months after he got drafted had more trade value than what Dennis had a year and a half after he was. Some drafted. teams are a little more skeptical of injury stuff than others, but but yeah, he theoretically he he should have more stock because he's going to be a better player. True, we still so haven't I seen still, him play. Come on. <laughs> 
if you still make the DeAndre signing, you still have Wesley Matthews on the on the expiring deal. You still have the draft picks at that point. You have the young player to replace Dennis. You still make the Porzingis trade at that point. And then at this current moment, you're walking into this new season this new season with a transcendent like young star and Donovan Mitchell. We obviously have Luca. You have Porzingis. That's why I said at the very beginning, honestly, as I started walking down and doing this homework, if you just swap in Luca and Donovan Mitchell, I don't think much changes in this what if. And it's kind of weird to think that way. Yeah, and and what we said at the end of the Nerlens, uh, the what if of the Ner- of the Nerlens podcast is if the Mavericks are three wins better in the twenty eighteen in the twenty seventeen eighteen season, that go that was where Sacramento was, and they got the second pick. So there's yeah. there's a chance if they're only three wins better. Let's say some other stuff happens in different different injuries. Uh, you have to figure out, you know, Wes Matthews, Donovan Mitchell, maybe Carlisle sticks to his guns and he puts Mitchell at point guard and it doesn't really fit as well if he was, you know, playing off ball or whatever. The only they're only three wins better, then maybe you get Luca, Mitchell, and then do you, what do you do with the Borzingas trade at that point? If you get Luca and Mitchell. Yeah, that I mean that would have been crazy because well then you just had to figure out can they play alongside each other? Um yeah, do you even do the Porzingis trade at that point? Because you gotta, yeah, I th- I think it would just depend on how much Mitchell broke out. If Mitchell only resulted in three more wins than what Dennis did, then yeah, it, it, I think Mitchell would have been part of the Porzingis trade. There's some there's some weird team things with the Mavericks that could have happened too. Uh, Mitchell yeah. played really really well. We've never seen Mitchell play without an awesome rim protector. Maybe playing with Dirk w- would be different. Maybe that doesn't lead to as many wins uh, as we thought. You know, you n- you never know. Maybe there's maybe he brings him off the bench. Carlisle brings him off the bench because of Wes Matthews. Like who knows at the start of the season? Yeah, no no clue. Um, but yeah, I, I I just think in hindsight, I don't think much would have changed outside of yeah. I mean. Much would have changed, but I would much rather have Luca. Much rather have the path that we are now. I still think Donovan Mitchell is going to be incredible, and he is really good. I just think Mitchell. I mean, uh, Luca has a higher ceiling than Mitchell does. What would we be saying about a team of Donovan Mitchell and Porzingis heading into this season? I honestly think the same thing. <laughs> I th- I think we'd be saying a lot of the same stuff that would be you know, hopefully shooting for the playoffs. I mean, fighting for that next seat. You know that. Six, seven, eight seeds, somewhere through there. I think, I honestly think nothing, I don't think expectations would be that much different. I don't, if he broke out the way he did in Utah, I think almost everything would be the same as far as organization was. It's crazy. We might, we might put a little bit more emphasis on wing. Yeah, more height on the wing just because Lucas 6'8 compared to Mitchell being like 6'3. Um, there also I, wouldn't I, be as much like synergy between Mitchell and Porzingis that there is with with Porzingis and Luca because they knew each other before. There's the stuff with them playing. Um, what was it? There they played against each other. There's all that footage of them on the same court and like that kind of stuff. And they you know were friends and all that. And maybe that affects Porzingis re-signing. Probably not. But mm, I don't think so. I don't think it affects anything in free agency either. I don't no. think somebody would just magically come for Donovan Mitchell and they wouldn't for Luca. If the uh, if the FIBA thing was before, maybe him and Kemba hit it off and Kemba comes to Dallas. True. But since yeah. FIBA was after, you know, yeah. and that's where he is now, so. Yeah. So, 
there you go. That's our thoughts on uh, there you Mitchell go. Dallas. That's what we thought about Donovan Mitchell. If you have any other thoughts, send them to us at Locked On Maps at Nick Van Exit at Isaac L Harris on Twitter. Subscribe to the podcast if you're not on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, Apple Podcasts, obviously the great Himalaya app. And uh, yeah, the DoorDash promo code is locked on if you want to get five dollars off order of fifteen dollars or more. You can do that. And guys, we'll be back tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps. Peace out. Boom. Boom.